book seven chapter five of history of the reformation in the sixteenth century volume two by jean henri mail d'aubigne translated by henry beveridge this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter five at length the emperor decided the appearance of luther before the diet seemed the only thing fitted to bring this affair which occupied the whole empire to some kind of termination charles v resolved to cite him but without giving him a safe conduct here frederick again began to act as his protector everybody saw the danger which threatened the reformer luther's friends says cochleus were afraid that he would be delivered up to the pope or that the emperor himself would put him to death as unworthy on account of his obstinate heresy that any faith should be kept with him on this subject there was a long and keen debate among the princes struck at last with the general agitation then prevailing almost throughout the whole population of germany and afraid that as luther passed along some sudden tumult or dangerous sedition might break forth doubtless in favour of the reformer the princes deemed it wise to calm men's minds on his account and not only the emperor but also the elector of saxony duke george and the landgrave of hesse through whose states he had to pass each gave him a safe conduct on the 6th of March, 1521, Charles V signed the following summons addressed to Luther. Charles, by the grace of God, elected Roman Emperor, always Augustus, etc., etc. Honourable, dear, and pious, we and the states of the Holy Empire, having resolved to make an inquest touching the doctrine and the books which you have published for some time past have given you, to come here and return to a place of safety our safe conduct and that of the empire here subjoined our sincere desire is that you immediately prepare for this journey in order that in the space of twenty-one days mentioned in our safe conduct you may be here certainly and without fail have no apprehension of either injustice or violence we will firmly enforce our safe conduct underwritten and we expect that you will answer to our call in so doing you will follow our serious advice given at our imperial city of worms the sixth day of march in the year of our lord fifteen hundred and twenty one and in the second of our reign charles by order of my lord the emperor with his own hand albert cardinal of mentz arch-chancellor nicholas Zwill. The safe conduct enclosed in this letter bore the following address. To the Honourable, our dear and pious doctor, Martin Luther, of the Order of the Augustines. It began thus. We, Charles, fifth of the name, by the grace of God, elected Roman Emperor, always Augustus, King of Spain, of the two Sicilies, of Jerusalem, Hungary, Dalmatia, Croatia, etc., Archduke of Austria, duke of burgundy count of habsburg flanders the tyrol etc etc then the king of so many nations giving to wit that he had summoned before him an augustine monk named luther 
ordered all princes lords magistrates and others to respect the safe conduct which he gave him under pain of punishment by the emperor and the empire thus the emperor gave the title of dear honourable and pious to a man at whose head the church had launched her excommunication it had been wished in the drawing up of the document to remove all distrust from the mind of luther and his friends gaspard sturm was appointed to carry this message to the reformer and accompany him to worms the elector dreading the public indignation wrote on the twelfth of march to the magistrates of wittemberg to see to the safety of the emperor's officer and if deemed necessary to provide him with a guard the herald set out thus the designs of god were accomplished god was pleased to set upon a hill that light which he had kindled in the world and emperors kings and princes without knowing it were forthwith in motion to execute his design it is easy for him to exalt the lowest to the highest an act of his power suffices to raise the humble child of mansfeld from an obscure hut to the palace where kings are assembled in regard to him there is nothing small nothing great when he wills it charles v and luther meet face to face but will luther obey this citation his best friends were in doubt the elector on the twenty fifth of march wrote to his brother dr martin is summoned hither but i know not if he will come i cannot augur any good of it three weeks later sixteenth of april this excellent prince seeing the danger increase wrote anew to duke john there is a proclamation against luther the cardinals and bishops attack him with much severity may god turn all to good would to god i could procure him an equitable reception while these things were passing at worms and wittemberg the papacy was reiterating its blows on the twenty eighth of march the thursday before easter rome resounded with a solemn excommunication at this season it is usual to publish the dreadful bull in coena domini which is only a long series of imprecations on that day the avenues to the church in which the sovereign pontiff was to officiate were occupied at an early hour by the papal guards and by a crowd of people who had flocked from all parts of italy to receive the benediction of the holy father the square in front of the basilisk was decorated with branches of laurel and myrtle wax tapers were burning on the balcony of the church and the ostensorium was raised upon it all at once bells make the air re-echo with solemn sounds the pope clothed in his pontifical robes and carried in a chair appears on the balcony the people kneel all heads are uncovered the colours are lowered the muskets grounded and a solemn silence reigns some moments after the pope slowly stretches out his hands raises them towards heaven then bends them slowly towards the ground making the sign of the cross 
this movement is repeated thrice and the air echoes anew with the ringing of bells which intimate the pope's benediction to the surrounding country then priests advance with impetuosity holding lighted torches which they reverse brandish and throw about with violence to represent the flames of hell the people are moved and agitated and the words of malediction are heard from the height of the temple when luther was informed of this excommunication he published the tenor of it with some remarks written in that caustic style in which he so much excelled although this publication did not appear till afterwards we will here give some idea of it let us hear the high priest of christendom on the balcony of his basilisk and the monk of wittemberg answering him from the bosom of germany there is something characteristic in the contrast of the two voices the pope leo bishop luther bishop as a wolf is a shepherd for the bishop ought to exhort according to the doctrine of salvation not belch out imprecations and maledictions the pope servant of all the servants of god luther in the evening when we are drunk but in the morning we call ourselves leo lord of all the lords the pope the roman bishops our predecessors have been wont on this festival to employ weapons of righteousness luther which according to you are excommunication and anathema but according to st paul patience meekness and charity second corinthians chapter six verse seven the pope according to the duty of the apostolic office and to maintain the purity of the christian faith luther in other words the temporal possessions of the pope the pope and its unity which consists in the union of the members with christ their head and with his vicar luther for christ is not sufficient one more than he is necessary the pope to guard the holy communion of the faithful we follow the ancient custom and excommunicate and anathematize on the part of god almighty the father luther of whom it is said god sent not his son into the world to condemn the world john chapter three verse seventeen the pope and the son and the holy spirit and according to the power of the apostles peter and paul and our own luther and myself says the ravenous wolf as if the power of god were too feeble without him the pope we curse all heretics the garasi the paterini the popes of Lyon the arnoldists the speronists the passagians the wycliffites the hussites the fraticelli luther for they wished to possess the holy scriptures and insisted that the pope should be sober and preach the word of god the pope and martin luther recently condemned by us for a similar heresy as well as all his adherents and all whosoever they be that show him any favour luther 
i thank thee most gracious pontiff for condemning me in common with all these christians i count it an honour to have my name proclaimed at rome during the feast in so glorious a manner and carried over the world with the names of all those humble confessors of jesus christ the pope likewise we excommunicate and curse all pirates and corsairs luther who then is the greatest of pirates and corsairs if it be not he who robs souls chains them and puts them to death the pope particularly those who sail upon our sea luther our sea saint peter our predecessor said silver and gold have i none acts chapter three verse six jesus christ said the kings of the gentiles exercise lordship over them but it shall not be so with you luke chapter twenty two verse twenty five but if a wagon loaded with hay must on meeting with a drunken man give way to him a fortiori must st peter and jesus christ himself give way to the pope the pope likewise we excommunicate and curse all who falsify our bulls and our apostolic letters luther but the letters of god the scriptures of god all the world may condemn and burn the pope likewise we excommunicate and curse all who detain provisions which are on the way to rome luther he barks and bites like a dog threatened to be deprived of his bone the pope likewise we condemn and curse all who keep back judicial rights fruits tithes revenues appertaining to the clergy luther for jesus christ has said whosoever will sue thee at the law and take away thy coat let him have thy cloak also matthew five verse forty and this is our commentary on the passage the pope whatsoever be their station dignity order power or rank be they even bishops or kings luther for there will arise false teachers among you who will despise dominion and speak evil of dignities saith the scripture jude verse eight the pope likewise we condemn and curse all those who in any kind of way attack the city of rome the kingdom of sicily the islands of sardinia and corsica the patrimony of st peter in tuscany the duchy of spoleto the margravate of ancona the campagna the cities of ferrara and benevento or any other city or country appertaining to the church of rome luther o oh, peter poor fisherman where did you get rome and all those kingdoms i salute you peter king of sicily and fisherman at bethsaida the pope we excommunicate and curse all chancellors councillors parliaments procurators governors officials bishops and others who oppose our letters of exhortation invitation prohibition mediation execution etc luther for the holy see seeks only to live in idleness magnificence and debauchery to command storm deceive lie insult and commit all sorts of wickedness in peace and safety 
O Lord, arise! It is not as the papists pretend. Thou hast not forsaken us, nor is thy favour turned away from us. So spake Leo X at Rome, and Luther at Wittenberg. The pontiff, having finished his anathemas, the parchment on which they were written, was torn in pieces, and the fragments thrown to the people. Immediately there was a great rush among the crowd, all pressing forward and striving to get hold of a morsel of the terrible bull. Such were the holy relics which the papacy offered to her faithful on the eve of the great day of grace of expiation. The multitude soon dispersed, and the vicinity of the basilisk resumed its wonted stillness. Let us return to Wittenberg. End of Book 7, Chapter 5